very rainy today. So, you see these little signs that look like they've been here since the 1950s. And uh, you walk along this gravel path. It's fall right now, so leaves everywhere. Just outside the entrance to the mine, it's an old black and white photo that says, workers in the Widow Jane Mine. Guys in suspenders with handkerchiefs and bowler hats, a horse and a cart. They are the miners who mine the cement for half of New York. So you walk through the woods on this path, and you turn a corner, you come upon these huge holes in the side of a rock face, and the path just leads you right inside. I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and amazing places. In today's show, I'll take you to a wonder in my own backyard, to a mine that once helped create the cement for the footings of the Brooklyn Bridge and the base of the Statue of Liberty, a mine with a long and strange history. Today, I'm going inside, and I'm digging in to the Widow Jane Mine. But first, some words from our sponsors. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies West. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. You can immediately feel the difference in environment. This mine is carved out of the side of a mountain, and it is this huge cavernous space where the ceiling is a giant flat slab. It's not like a cave ceiling because it was it was mined out. It's not natural at all. Uh, it was created by Rosendale cement miners and is held up by these giant rock columns the miners left behind to keep it obviously from collapsing on themselves and the whole place slopes downwards it becomes this perfectly still perfectly reflective lake and uh, 
It's very strange and beautiful. And this mine happens to be about a mile from my house. My wife and I were living in New York in a one bedroom and we had driven through this tiny little town called Rosendale, about two hours north of the city. And you can drive through it in one minute. But in that one minute, it is very charming. There is a movie theater on the main street. There are all these houses with weird second floor balconies, like a New Orleans street might be. And when we moved up here, I didn't know much about the town or its history. But as it turns out, if you go out my back door, it's called the back path. And next to the back path, there's a little canal where the miners would load up these barges filled with cement and then like push it down farther along until it could be loaded on trains. And then eventually it was taken to cities, mostly New York, uh, to build things like the footings of the Brooklyn Bridge or the base of the Statue of Liberty. And uh, Rosendale is a sort of quaint small town these days, but a hundred years ago, Rosendale was this wild boomtown in the late 1800s. You know, today Main Street's got like a pickle shop and like a candle store. But uh, back, back in those days, it was bars and a casino. It was the spot. <laughs> it was a place to be. Until, until, of course, the big accident. The big accident on Joppenburg Mountain. Hey, how you doing? All right. Do you have any time today uh, for to to get a haircut? Yes. First, oh. I, I got to do the. Please, please. It says low. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's a that's a brain scan. Ninety-six point five. We'll take it. All right. Weird, weird world we're in these days. And where are we here on Main? Like, where are we in the world? This is Bill Brooks Barbershop. I have been on Main Street for 52 years. I am a barber. I am also the town historian. Uh, before we continue, yes, I, I'd like a little guidance here on the haircut. Uh, short on the sides and back, you know, half an inch or something, uh-huh. and probably taken down by about half, half on, top. on the top. Yeah, it's been you know going crazy for the quarantine. Yep. All right, gotcha. Cool. I finished barber school, and a. About a week later, the Beatles landed, so uh, my, my timing wasn't good. What can you tell me about Widow Jane Mine? The Widow Jane Mine? That was created by the cement companies. This is 1825. It was a win-win situation uh, for a sleepy town. The cement was used all over. New York City especially. One question, I've heard that at some point the town was pretty bawdy and raucous because oh. there were a lot of 
miners and oh, well, what, what was that like? There, at the at the peak, you've got five thousand people getting a paycheck on Friday night. You know, you've been in a cave all week long. So where are you gonna go? To church? <laughs> Not likely. A lot of the buildings uh, have balconies. The women would be out there on Friday, hanging over the balconies, you know, come on up. Is that why there are second story balconies? Is that where they come from? It's a business venture. Uh-huh. Uh, and that was in the, you know, at the turn of the century. And uh, all of a sudden, there was no need for the that strong cement because it took so long uh, to dry. They were using the Portland cement to build these multi-story buildings. I mean, they were still selling, but the, the boom part was over. So, so obviously the Portland cement made a big difference, but what happened near, uh, uh, near Christmas on 1899? Oh, well, the, the mountain Jottenberg caved in, and surprisingly, nobody got killed uh, because uh, miners are listening, and they know the sounds of a bad situation in a mine. Things start to creak, or they make unusual noises, maybe a snap. It was before lunch, and everybody just got out. The whole the whole front fell off. And yeah, out. yeah. Well, here again, they're mining a very soft rock, uh, limestone, out of a, a mountainside, and they overmined, and there was nothing there to hold that mountain up after a while. And a, excuse me. You never know, this might, I might have to work. <laughs> oh, no, it's the boss. Hello? Uh, if they have the, if they have the frozen, oh, well, they might have it there. They, they have a the frozen department there. So, I'm headed back into the mine. It's not raining anymore. But all of that water is now coursing down into this mine. The lake is still very still. I can uh, look down and even see my reflection. (laughs) Haircut is looking good. Bill and I talked for over an hour. And I wanted to come back here because after I talked to him, this place felt different to me. I wanted to see it again with the things that he had told me in mind. He told me about this whole system of mining tunnels that run under and around Rosendale. They are completely unmapped, and now they are all flooded with water, this submerged, vast, subterranean network. He, he told me this crazy story about... Uh, two scuba divers who came to explore the tunnels in the 1970s and they never came out again. And, you know, since Widow Jane stopped being a mine, it's been many different things. It's been a, a mushroom farm. It's been a space for music and plays to be performed. It's been a recording studio. Uh, but it turns out that Widow Jane, you know, was never really the story. I thought this mine was my story, but... It was just the entry point into something much bigger. You know, it took me nearly a year after moving here to make my way to Widow Jane Mine, even though it was a mile away from me. And I think what it makes me 
realize is that we all live in the grand ruins of the past, no matter where you are. Every town, every one of our backyards is built on top of this vast, unexplored territory, which is far deeper and stranger than we realize. Anyway, I uh, mentioned this place was used as a recording studio. Well, we found an amazing album that was recorded right here in the Widow Jane Mine in Rosendale, New York. The album is called From the Caves of the Iron Mountain by Tony Levin, Jerry Murata, and Steve Gorn. And we've actually been using it to score this whole episode. So we're going to end by basking in one of the songs of that album. You cannot beat the acoustics in here. Hang on. Welcome to the Widow Jane Mine. Welcome to the Widow Jane Mine. find the album from the Caves of the Iron Mountain online. And thank you so much to Tony Levin, Jerry Murata, and Steve Gorn. I also want to thank Bill Brooks, town historian and my barber, for these amazing stories and this incredible haircut. And thank you all for listening. But we'd like you to do more than listen. We want to hear about the wonders in your backyard. What is strange, amazing, or unusual? A place that you either live by or you grew up near. Give me a call and leave a voicemail at 315-992-7902. Or record a voice memo on your phone and email it to us at hello at atlasobscura.com. We might just use it in an upcoming episode. This podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. The production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, me, Dylan Thuris, Sarah Wyman, John Delore, and Peter Clowney. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. This episode was mixed by John Delore. I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. Talk to you soon. What a cool place. (laughs) What a cool place. Uh. Witness Docs from Stitcher. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 